Welcome one, welcome all to episode 184 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, July 1st, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the Intrepid, Captain Logan. And in this episode, we examine the relevant news to come out of the FTC Trials finale. We have official sales numbers for the Xbox Series consoles and the Xbox One. And a former console exclusive and game of the year contender is making its way to Xbox. Stray. It's Stray. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, welcome back. And how are you, my friend? Welcome one, welcome all. I am back. You all thought I was gone. You thought one week would be enough to get rid of me. Well, not this time. Maybe next week, but I'm glad to be back. I actually had a, a really busy whole last week, and uh, this week has been recovering literally mm -hmm. from it all. And uh, yeah, just glad to be back. Glad to be talking. Man, there's so much news. I feel like I'm catching up. I feel like I haven't got enough time in the day to be able to keep up on all this FTC stuff. It's nuts. You yeah, you went to this Sea of Thieves convention and yeah. I built like a notes thing for you <laughs> with all the FTC news and like. I didn't write it, right? Like I took pieces from Re Rebecca Valentine and uh, yeah. Derek Stevenson and MSN and like took all these and like tried to chop it into stuff you could understand. But yeah. by the end of it, it was just like, boom, super long. Wall of text. There's no TLDR. There's no Reader's Digest. There's no like, here's what my thoughts are. If you want to dive into this, it's just like, would you like to read an entire book? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. So so much news, though, man. Oh, I'm kind of jealous. It was a really good episode last week, by the way, though. Thank you. Thank you. Honored to be joined by Baron. Uh, yeah. Love Baron. Love Level 1 Gaming. Good uh, voice. He's such a good voice. He's fun. He's happy. And Level 1, he and David Whitaker there, um, and the, their panel for, the, for uh, their podcast, they are so uplifting and kind. They're always supportive yeah. of, of XEP. Um, and so it was nice to collab with them because I have the creator talk show where I get to talk to people, but it's not quite the same thing as talking about the news daily, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was a real pleasure to get to have Baron on, on the I episode. I was jealous. You guys got in the little, little cute little chat about Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't play fighters that much. I was like, <laughs> fine. Talk to my host that way. That's, I see you, Baron. I see you. I'll keep an eye. Yeah. Baron's good dude, man. I love him. I love him. Uh, well, I mean, I have several words of kindness to, to pass out this week, but I want to hear yours, uh, especially in the wake of your trip. Oh, man. Um, too many people to thank. The one person I will call out, though, is Dread Pirate Doug. Uh, he's the dude that, like conceptualized and put together the entire Fest of Legends for Sea of Thieves. It was the first 
North American festival or or like mini con, if you will, that was just for Sea of Thieves. Um, you know, we've had plenty of like things at E3 or uh, Comic-Con or PAX, you know, that Sea of Thieves is there at. But this was owned and operated by the community and getting a chance to go there to meet like people I've known for like five years, dude, five years. Mm -hmm. I've known these people for half a century or no, half a decade, not a century, half a decade and haven't gotten to meet. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time that I actually got to meet them. I'm excited because like, I'm, I'm literally a week away from seeing my UK friends again for the first mm -hmm. time in a year. Uh, but shout out to dead uh, dread pirate, Doug. Um, he is, is just a fantastic dude. Who's constantly, um, just absolutely killing himself to get these things uh churned out and whatnot but um if it wasn't for him i wouldn't have had three galleons worth of crewmates uh all parked around a table with like we had steam decks and and uh logitech cloud and we had like you know iPhones on. I still have my controller from the trip with the little clip that I had mm. my iPhone <laughs> hooked up to it. We were rolling for ships. But, Keeping uh, X Cloud alive. It was man. It was. It was all X Cloud all day, and uh, we had a really good time with that. So shout out to him for putting that together. That's but so how, cool. Man. How was your week, dude? What was going on? Uh, it was good. Uh, recovering from a cold of all things, Same. right? Like yeah. and getting frustrating. So I sound a little scratchy. My voice kind of went away. I know. Had a, really good uh really good two two things that i got to do i got to work with king david for creator talk yeah uh, so that's up for patrons david was did you, hilarious did you ask the question i asked i don't remember which one it was oh it was the one about the uh the ps5s and the statues i don't know that i did oh I no i, I think I oh i have it. to know i have to I, know. I don't remember <laughs> i don't remember Dang it. i'll send Dang you it. but patrons, uh, sign up to find out what what that story is about <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Um, and then I, I talked to, to David for Creator Talk, but then uh, had a really fun interview with a gentleman named Graham Reed. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a Jamaican immigrant who uh, is working on a solo game. Like he, like, or I, let me rephrase that. He's solo creating a game uh, yeah. that operates with lo-fi beats. It's like an Asteroids game, but it's really cool. He's working Ooh. with ID at Xbox. But he talked about representation mm -hmm. in game development talked about how he arrived to the Xbox platform uh, when they kind of began their initiatives to get people of color creating games and in um, especially and during a time when uh, the United States was in turmoil. Uh, it was really, really cool. But also just hearing him talk about making games was fun. Um, so those were kind of two projects I had this past week, which were uh, a good time for sure. Well, both are out now, right? One for patrons, yep. one for everyone else. I, I yep. got the watch later for, for the interview. So I'm going to jump into that. I didn't know it was going to be one dude for the whole game though. That's crazy. Yeah. He, he, had, he brought in some collaborations for the music and like, it's cool because he, he got like a French creator for, for certain types of art, uh, mm. a Jamaican person for a certain type of music and stuff. And like he, he branched out to really try and diversify his project. But as far as making the game, just him and he's not a programmer, he learned from YouTube. So that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it that's is a cool, cool story. Cool story for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, I definitely want people to check out that. But uh, beyond that, this whole past week was like FTC and real FTC news, which is what Baron and I were talking about. Like it's real information. Yeah. Which was fun uh, for sure. And so the good work, and these are my shout outs so apart from, from David and Graham is like Rebecca Valentine and Derek Stevenson and mm. uh, so many of the reporters that were giving factual information 
to track the trial was really helpful for a layman like me who I'm interested in real stuff. I'm not interested in like the conjecture, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I'm not interested in like Sony said this Xbox is dead. Xbox is living in Sony's. Life. I don't like that stuff. Yeah. So it was nice to have good reporting and, and we learned a lot from the trial, which was really fascinating. And so whatever, however it plays out, um, I feel like we got a lot of good, real information out of it. So I enjoyed that aspect. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, me so, too. You know, um, look here, man. I want to read out our new patrons and then put you on the spot to read our list of tier twos, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Uh, thank you guys for supporting XEP uh, over on patreon.com slash Xbox expansion pass means the world uh, helps with a number of things. Guys, it has come in clutch two different times this year. Uh, and I really appreciate it. I, I kid you not. It has been great. Um, if you're willing to do that, go and drop a tip in the tip jar. We, it would mean the world. Uh, and Jason Helms, AKA trickster 13 has joined our Patreon, which is awesome. Getting to see him in the discord was really cool. Uh, and then of course, Kevin Ainsworth re-upped, uh, he returned to our patron supporters, which was really awesome. And, uh, I believe it was Kevin that won, uh, a giveaway I was doing yeah. in, in of, of three months of game pass. Kevin you know, get, got back in there and then won some game pass. So good for him. Congratulations. Good timing to him. too. Really good timing. I do giveaways and stuff for all different types of stuff. Games, game pass. Uh, sometimes I get codes for review for things that like are multiplayer. And if I can play multiplayer with that patron, I will do that. Um, did that with AEW. Charles Jones is going to help me. He and I, have been, or he's, we both been playing AEW Fight Forever. Logan, I'm playing a wrestling so game. So funny, I don't know dude. Where, where <laughs> I mean, is that coming from? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm into it. It's really good. Um, <laughs> walking around in tights and soon fighting Greg Miller on Twitter. I'm, I'm having fun. I don't get it either, but it's been a good time. <laughs> Ask me about it later in the show. But yeah, so I enjoy helping out and supporting our patrons as they support me. So there you go. All right. If you would read our tier two and three patrons for their shout outs for this week. Folks, if you guys don't know, there are tier ones, which are great. We love them. They're they're the fans that are just there to support because they love us. But the tier two and the tier three they're of a higher caliber. They're the no, ones that what? are getting access. They're they're the cream of the crop. They I are don't the, endorse this. They're, they're the ones that are buying the avocado. You know, they understand it costs more. So I wanted to shout out Robbie Bobby Miller, Silent Cipher, Xbox Skittle, African, aka Charles Jones, Game Positive, Zach LeCouture, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez. Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, aka The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you all so much for your love, for your support, for your conversation, for your contributions to the Discord, and honestly, just being absolutely beautiful. Yeah. We have a good community, man. We have a real good community. That's your community. You did it. You did all of this. No, we did it. And I'll tell you what, as Twitter continues to burn to the ground, um, (laughs) I started, I reactivated my hive and I'm jumping around on hive, which I'm loving. Uh, (laughs) Like a secret agent. I reactivated the hive. (laughs) Yeah. So on hive at insipid ghost on Instagram and insipid ghost. Um, But I, I was trying out Twitter blue even. Because gaming yeah. and Twitter have been synonymous. And so yeah. unironically, I was curious if it would have impact engagements and, and how it would interact, change me interacting with, with 
listeners and stuff. No real benefit. I love the edit button, but with Elon's latest antics, I canceled that. I was like, nope. It was a three week yeah. experiment and uh, whatever. Yeah. Not good enough. Not good enough. So, uh, dude, agree. Agree. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it is time now to get to our news. And we had a lot of really cool stuff that we learned from the FTC trial, but I don't want to start right there. Um, Ellery, uh, a patron who dropped this in on our Discord for recommended news topics, uh, dropped in an article about official sales numbers. Now, these official sales numbers are for the Xbox Series set of devices to date and the Xbox One. And these were revealed during an ID at Xbox presentation down in Brazil, of all things. Uh, But it lines up pretty well with what we've heard. Uh, At this point in time, Logan, the Xbox Series set of devices, that's X and S combined, uh, are around 21 million units sold, uh, which is about half, a little over half of what the PlayStation 5 has sold. Uh, More on that in a second. But we also learned that the Xbox One is kind of tapped out at 58 million units. Um, I find this interesting on a couple different levels. Uh, Firstly, I feel like 21 million, nothing to sneeze at, given the lack of major system seller exclusives, given that Xbox has built their line for everything to be available on PC, Halo Infinite disappointed, despite having a great launch, and you should all play the campaign because it's fun. Um, Forza Horizon 5, still cross-gen, no real Series SX exclusive game to sell systems and still at 21 million. I think that's a success in and of itself. I think it falls pretty darn short when you look at PlayStation 5s have doubled that. There's more nuance to it, uh, especially considering that Phil Spencer has uh, very clearly stated they sacrificed hardware to the cloud. Basically, they were there are wafer chips that are printed for the Series S and X for processing power and such, and they sent those chips towards cloud processing centers instead of being built into consoles. Uh, fascinated by that. Interestingly, Logan, Spencer alluded to this in the Xbox game showcase when he said, we've heard you and we are having more Xbox on shelves. So I'm curious how that plays in. There's also, and I know I'm still going here. uh, There's also the idea that during the FTC trial, Xbox said uh, in court under oath in documents and out loud that cloud has not performed the way they expected to, which might suggest a shift back to in some ways, so a more traditional trying to sell units. Um, nonetheless, 21 million Xbox Series S and Xs sold t- to date. Uh, Xbox One's lifetime at 58 million. Um, I I really found this fascinating. Where were you at when you saw Dude, this? Dude, this was so crazy. Like, th- like looking at the numbers of the Series X and then like seeing 21 million, I, I genuinely thought we were in like the 30 million at this point. I was really surprised when it was like 21 million and then they're selling off series X's uh, last last by Friday for like 200 bucks. I'm like, man, that's that's crazy that I mean, the S is doing work. The S is doing absolute work right now. I I really like I really think that Microsoft expected people to be using cloud streaming a lot more for the one X and the Mm -hmm. one S. And I, I just don't think that I think Microsoft is just a little ahead of the game. I think mm-hmm. they're I think they're they're expecting people to be like all on 5G ready to be streaming games and stuff like that. And I just don't think that many people think that of going there when when it comes to gaming, they're still we're all still very rooted in our box and, you know, next to the TV. Mm-hmm. 
got to you know, we're barely past the mark of like, uh, we got to buy discs and carts and stuff for our games. We're just barely like, like moving past that and moving into digital sales is like the majority. So when I see that they did this, I was like, ah, uh, you know, like, Little Sega syndrome, a little it, ahead of the time. It again. is right. It does mm-hmm. feel that way. It feels like they're just a little ahead of the game. They need to pump the brakes and kind of fall more in line with like what Nintendo's doing and just put out units, just put out mm-hmm. more and more units. I, and, and what's really weird is too, dude, I went yesterday. Uh, I went to Target yesterday near me. They've got Series S and X sitting mm-hmm. in the cases. And I'm like, no one's buying these things like they're just and granted i mean like the area that i live in we're a little a little below the median so maybe like that that might have a a reason for it but Mm -hmm. i don't know man and and especially given how and it makes me wonder like are people just hanging on to their old consoles are they just saying like hey you know it's it's smart delivery you don't necessarily need to do that like it makes me wonder why why that unit is so low is it is it the exclusives because I mean, we, you know, looking at yeah. PlayStation, they've got, they've got, you know, Horizon, they've got Ghost of Tsushima that launched at the end of the PS4. Then they've got the brand new uh, God of War Ragnarok that came out. Now they've got yeah. Spider-Man coming out and Final Fantasy 16. It's like, I feel like that's what's pushing those those units. Whereas I look over at Xbox and I'm like, okay, Halo Infinite. We've mm-hmm. got strong, strong last gen stuff with Sea of Thieves. We've got Grounded. We've got uh forza horizon five now we've got starfield i feel like starfield is going to push a lot of units which i agree you know note to last last week's episode you talked about they're getting the the series s with the one terabyte out just in time for that and it makes sense it makes sense that they they want to do that this is what i've wanted honestly for them to do like from the get-go like they've had mm-hmm. such a good push on xbox series s and x they knew exactly what they wanted their hardware to be they they executed perfectly on that and i think that they they should just committed to putting out the units instead of maybe holding back so much for x cloud it was it was a real bummer to hear that x cloud just is not making the money it should be based on what they're doing i think it's making money which was interesting because there's revenue and xbox by the way we we did we also learned through the course of the trial uh, and a few kind of surrounding elements. Xbox is making good money. They're decidedly in third place, like no doubt about it, uh, further in third place than even I realized, and yet making money. Um, and if this is losing, losing looks good, uh, yeah. which is kind of a strange thing. And I don't mean that as a fanboyism. I'm saying there was a time where being the worst in the console market meant you were tanked, right? Yeah, you were, like you, were, <laughs> you were Sega. <laughs> yeah, you, you were Sega or you were the GameCube at the time. Um, which is a real, I think we've talked about that before, like disappointment. Um, Shanks, I love that system, man. Same, same, absolutely the same. Uh, But regardless, nice, there you go. I just got this because I love the GameCube. Very cool. (laughs) Uh, But regardless, uh, it's interesting to kind of watch the the fallout from this. Now, I will say, I fully expect a, a, a good bump once Starfield comes out, Redfall, uh, maybe was intended to be a bump, but but Xbox had to have known uh, for a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. I feel like as far as cloud goes, I'm wondering how much the the pandemic had to do with that. Uh, people traveled less, thus had less mm-hmm. reason to log mm-hmm. in from work, kind of thing. Um, and I don't think the cloud on console is pushed nearly enough to make it a bump in the in the like like i for me on my series s or x i'm never going to play it via cloud if i can download it but why not 
The only Why reason not? I do it, the only reason I do it is for those those freaking uh, quests on oh. on Game Pass. That's the that like they're like, hey, play this game, and I'm like, all right, cool, cloud stream it. But yeah, and and again, goes back to my my question of like, where was the promise that we could play our that we could cloud stream our games that were our library, not necessarily what was just on Game Pass? Like that that's promise, right. I remember you. I still want to know where is that because if you guys are going to invest in in X Cloud, like. Bro, give me give me access to my whole like I didn't get to play Diablo four when I was over at SOT Fest and I'm like jonesing seeing like the number like your your number your time played started creeping higher and higher and higher as we were as I was like oh, away and then finally you you finally beat me in in uh, time played and I'm like well I got nothing to hold over Luke now I got I got I got to get back <laughs> home I got to <laughs> got to go sit down and no life it on Diablo. Don't worry, Logan. AEW came out, and here I am. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm in wrestling. Okay. Gonna be wrestling instead of uh, trying to to fawn over <laughs> Lilith. I'm telling you, this game calls back to my <laughs> Nintendo 64 and PS1 days of wrestling games. It's arcadey, so I'm mm. just having a good old time. Luke the Weapon Lore out there, <laughs> doing stunners and spears. <laughs> by god i'm loving it <laughs> it's I'm, I'm having so much fun my wife That's came so home weird. and i was like embarrassed playing it downstairs it's like i'm playing a wrestling game and she goes that is so cute i was like it's me and she goes it is you ladies even got the shoulder tape and i'm like yep yep oh my god yeah. it's a really good game though it is a legitimately good game That's cool fun. man That's it awesome. is it's a funny thing to get into. It's been kind of a nice reprieve because, uh, you know, Immortals of Avium was going to be July. Exoprimal yeah. was going to be July. Yeah. And uh, we just had Diablo and I needed like something to get me to Immortals. Well, Immortals was delayed. Exoprimal still coming out. Yeah. Um, and at, like as, as we talk about often, I enjoy those just video gamey games. You do. You know, this is it. It's not it a is sin. very much that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's I don't blame you. Yeah. Somehow so funny. Fun that's cool yeah. though that's you know do we still need those games like we like i can't remember what game it was but they were saying uh it was like um 124 i think it was oh what game was it it was like 124 hours of cutscenes in this game that's coming out i think it was like uh oh, i wish i could remember it but i was like don't whatever whatever you get baldur's gate 3 has yeah. 174 hours of cinematic sequences. And I'm like, do not tell Kojima. He will take that as a challenge. I guarantee you Death Stranding 2 will be a freaking week-long show that you'll just have to sit there and watch. So please. So having having game games is good from time to time. Like we don't have to, we don't, we don't need to have all of that. So, so agree. Turn off my brain and click is something that I'm finding more and more because the games that I invest in the story of, I'm really into. Like I'm yeah. really, like I, I will get into Starfield. Cyberpunk, baby, Starfield. Uh, okay, so take a look at this. Let's let's transition a little bit. Scroll on down on your notes because uh, I updated it to where we've got our. I want to look at Feb, uh, September and October. So Sea of Stars ends August, right? Yeah, uh, and then in. September, we have Starfield on the 6th, Mortal Kombat on the 19th, Cyberpunk on the 26th. Then you transition to October, Forza yeah. Motorsport on the 10th, Assassin's Creed on the 12th, Alan Wake <sighs> on the 17th, Sonic Superstars oh. on the 17th, 
uh, on PlayStation, you have Spider-Man on the 20th, Mario Wonder on the Switch on the 20th. Uh, that's a lot of stuff hitting, not to mention indie stuff, uh, whatever I didn't get in there. I don't think I updated the Immortals of Avium date in there, but like, it's just, yeah. those are heavy hitting games. Those yeah. aren't the small things. No, that's those are going to be lot. great. Yeah. I don't yes. know how we're going <laughs> to gonna do it we're gonna have to degen for a, for a couple of weeks there we're just like bob uh, bucket bucket yep, bucket oh gosh anyone that gets that joke <laughs> um but yeah i don't know how we're gonna gonna do it and like i, I rip every every single uh pr person during that time oh yeah journalists email. beware you're yeah. going to have to be sucking down caffeine and monsters like it's nobody's business. Feel bad for Ains because I know he loves to know life that stuff and he'll sacrifice as much sleep as it takes to get a get an embargo out. Mm-hmm. My dude yeah. better be looking for some help. Just saying. Starfield I'm in on. Mortal Kombat I'm in on. Cyberpunk I'm in on. Forza and Assassins. I'll play Forza for like, we're going to talk about it on Xbox stuff, yeah. but I'm not going to play like past the, the point of being able to, to speak about it because uh, Alan Wake is on the 17th. That means I'll probably be skipping Mirage unless we get an interview for it. We'll be skipping that one. Really I excited for something. I, I, would love, I, w- I would love to play Mirage. Uh, yeah. I had a really good time with Valhalla when that first came out. That was a yeah. really fun game. God, man. It's still on my Xbox, actually. I still, still have it there in case I want to jump into that world and stuff, but those games are really good, but dude, Mirage is going to be like shorter. I think that's like things shorter. Be good, not short enough for this window. But I'm <laughs> I'm excited for Mirage because I love Black Flag. I like the linear, not linear. News about that too. That's so the, crazy. Yeah, I saw that. But like the more narrow Assassin's Creed Valhalla was too big for me. Right. Yeah. Um, you could mainline it. It would, it would still take a while, but you, like you didn't have to. Like the level, the leveling was was scaled, so you could have made line mainlined it. Can I tell you, I don't like when you get scaled leveling. Really? I like if I level up, I want to really? be God. Mode. Yeah. So if I God mode, like if I grind some levels, I want to go back in God mode where I got beat. <laughs> that, that was what I liked about Origins versus uh, Odyssey, uh, um, which, which interesting. is interesting. But I mean, like, you know, it's still totally doable. Um, but Mirage will be put on hold for, for Alan Wake and Sonic. And then I got that great Spider-Man that I'm stoked for. I'm excited to play that. Yeah. And then, you know, avatar is in December. Like it's going to be a time and like how we're going to, like, we're very fortunate. We get codes. We're going to have to, we're going to have to share and divvy up some stuff. I'm sure. But like, even then just affording some of this is just wild. Like, I don't know how, like, can you imagine the, 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 like back in the nineties, like it was always about like, getting games at christmas like christmas yeah. was like the the when you got video games right you your parents, brother or you and your friend yeah. coordinated yep. yeah you tried to like figure out like all right who are we gonna ask for who's gonna ask for what and stuff like that like mm-hmm. any kid that has like more than one of the consoles this holiday is gonna be so happy come come christmas man because there are just so many good games coming out it doesn't matter like what age you are there is something mm-hmm. for everyone that's 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 beautiful right there. I love that. I do too. I I do question the wisdom of publishers putting out all of these things in these windows. Like, and and this is when I say that, I don't mean like armchair, like, oh, if I were me. What I mean is, is it still financially worth it to put in into this crowded window? Like, oh. are you still selling that much more where you wouldn't get it in January? 
Honestly, though, if I'm looking at this, like, this is the first time you haven't had to compete against a Call of Duty. Hell yeah. Oh, there's a Call of Duty in November. There's a Call of Duty in November. There's a Call of Duty in November? (laughs) (laughs) That poor judge leaked it. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, my God. That's nuts. They haven't even announced the Call of Duty in November. Oh. Yep. Yep. The poor, like, it's a shame because obviously the judge (laughs) didn't mean to. And the judge has been fantastic in this trial, by the way. Oh, God. I love that judge. Yes. Pertinent questions, relevant things. Like, one of my favorite questions was, you know, you're worried that that Call of Duty will go on Game Pass and that will incentivize people to go to Xbox. Couldn't you strengthen PlayStation or couldn't they strengthen PlayStation Plus? Uh, by putting yeah. the full game on there. And it's like, yes, yeah. yes, they could. <laughs> yeah, they could. They won't, they, though. They won't. They could, um, which I thought was funny. Can and then she she also, did you catch the part where she said, uh, what did she say? She goes, you keep trying to protect Sony. Aren't you supposed to protect the consumer? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're here to talk about protecting the consumer, not this. Yeah, I love that. That's going to go down as like one of those like, uh, you know, a, a delayed uh, or, you know, bad game is bad forever. A delayed game is eventually good kind of quotes, I think. Um, can I I didn't get to weigh in on the whole FTC thing and I don't want to drag it out. But can I just say there is something very unique about what's going on right now with the size of this deal that I think is getting uh, attention that mm-hmm. is like legit journalism going on right now. And I, I actually really love that. For it. I really, I am here really here to see like the seriousness and the, 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 the attention to detail that's going on right now. Like I really love the journalism that's happening around this because for so long, it's like, Oh, I guess we're going to be rumoring about this game. I guess we're going to be rumoring about that game. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want any of that. I hate all the like whose consoles better than who. It's like, let's talk about like all the actual stuff that is coming out to light with these companies. And it's like the, the facade has been pulled away. The mask has come off and you're Mm -hmm. seeing the truth that is these companies and stuff. And it's like, that's interesting. That is unique. It's the kind of stuff that I remember seeing with like the Google Apple uh, trial and seeing like yeah. all the the emails that came out from that and stuff and i'm like there is a seedy underbelly in this corporate world that is video game industry and honestly any of the like any of the the news pundits that are out there that are not like video gamers and stuff have to be paying attention to just how big this industry is because i think that this might legitimize the industry in some sectors where they're like yeah what's a video game it's like no, you guys don't understand. There's a $69 billion deal going on right now for a publisher that is being contested by the FTC that is being pushed like both what feels like politically, but also like a, a corporate uh, in, in influence from other sides and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is like, this is, if this doesn't become like a movie or a TV series at some point, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very impressed because this has like drama written all over it and just read Like I watched the Tetris movie while I was sick mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, this is like a Tetris movie right here. This is, this is so cool. I love it. You could see a world where like, uh, what was it? Ben Affleck and Matt Damon did the, the Michael Jordan shoe deal, like the Nike. Nike. Yeah. Nike one. Yeah. Like, that kind of movie would suit mm-hmm. this uh, mm-hmm. at some point. Um, once we get a conclusion, you know, like once it, I know finishes. I know. So. I'm really curious. I I have a feeling it's gonna fail. Drag. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for it to be done. 
I'm ready for it to be done. Mm-hmm. However, I have appropriately appreciated that it's been real news lately, yeah. um, as opposed to conjecture, because I get very bored in wanting to go guest on Xbox shows because I love guesting on Xbox shows, um, but I don't want to talk about ABK every time because um, yeah. I don't have much to say on it, right? Like, yes, I want older IP back. I do want to see Call of Duty free up. Uh, King David in the creator talk suggested that it be Sarah Bond that takes over Activision. Love that idea. Yeah, that's a that's all, like a shoe in, right? Like, every, right? I don't think like you talked about it last week, too. And I with Baron and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's cool with like Sarah taking over, like whenever Phil's done. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's I think we're all in agreement here. Yeah, um, it's, it's also it's cool to see. Did you see that photo of Matt Booty in a suit? Oh, my, goodness. my God. Oh. That dude, that dude is like, he's either like the best villain or the next bond. I can't tell. I don't know, man, but I did not show it to my wife because it was, <laughs> I got all hot and bothered over it. I was like, what's was like, up? Oh my God. Dude. What's <laughs> Matt up? Matt Booty. Let's go, buddy. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, you know, so it goes, uh, I want to touch on just a few quick things from the FTC that anybody might've missed. Uh, of course we've alluded to cloud is not doing as well as was thought it is making money, but not nearly what they were expecting. Um, there is concern over Game Pass, uh, or, or Bobby Kotick made concern over putting Call of Duty into Game Pass and putting Activision's library into Game Pass. Uh, he is anti-Game Pass, anti-subscription, uh, whereas you know a lot of other publishers are. It was interesting to hear J- uh, Jim Ryan say that he's talked to the publishers and they all dislike Game Pass, and then to watch on the socials, Wired and a number of other publishers say how much they love Game Pass. Yeah. It, it also runs contrary to uh, I, I'm fortunate that this is a we don't leak things on XEP, but I'm fortunate to have information that I talk to a lot of developers, uh, big and small. And a number of them have talked about wanting to be in Game Pass on the indie and double A side on the triple A. They've also sung praises. One thing I learned um, <clears throat> in the last six months on about Game Pass is like it's booked through the rest of the year and then some. Like they've built out that catalog. They already know what's going to be in there, which means if you've got a game that's been delayed or you got a game that you're working on, you want to put it into Game Pass. Chances are, if you haven't been spotted yet, you're not getting in because it's it's already curated and filled out through the course of the year. That's based on talking to a, a couple different people that have told me that, which is fascinating. Yeah, um, because like I would think I would think if you're finally ready to put your game in, you could say, hey, I want to apply for Game Pass and like two months later you could be in you can negotiate the deal but like nope no they yeah. built it out that, that and that echoes what i've heard from a couple friends who who are in the microsoft studio realm but yeah it's it, it, it's interesting to me that that game developers want to be on game pass game publishers don't want to be on game pass because it's like oh have you heard publishers don't because i've not heard that no i'm just speaking kind of like from what they've said if if, mm-hmm. if what kodak and ryan say are are accurate which <laughs> i don't trust either <laughs> of them uh it's it's interesting that that's that that's the take that we're getting because I genuinely think that a lot of developers, at least that we've talked to with maybe a couple exceptions who've had some bad blood, mm-hmm. uh, probably all agree that Xbox is, is a great way to get discovered way mm-hmm. better than the PS store, way better than the Microsoft store. In fact, I was talking to a VR studio, uh, uh when I was at SOT fest, I was, when I went to a con and there was a little bit of a gaming area in there and I was talking to a VR company 
who mm-hmm. was um, getting into the PlayStation field because they were going for the PSVR one. They missed it and they decided to go to the PSVR two because they they wanted to like they knew that there was going to be like a good market there. So they developed for that. But their anecdotal feelings about like working with PlayStation is just it's I wish I could talk good about it, but it just they just did not have anything happy to say about it. So that's why they're like they're going to start putting their game on, on the quest or mm-hmm. the, the meta uh, meta quest and and move that way. And I'm like, it just it just feels like Xbox is a, a much more approachable company when it comes to getting your game on that service, which is feels so good to be able to say about the mm-hmm. one that you're like it, it committed to. Sure. I mean, that's the ecosystem we cover. And by default, I interview a lot of Xbox exclusive developers, right? A lot of them indie. Graham Reed is one I alluded to earlier, but he was my eighth Xbox exclusive developer in 2023. Um, Every single one of them has sung praise for Xbox. And while I don't want to, I won't speak for all of them, but I've heard beyond just 2023 the ones that aren't in Game Pass across the number of interviews I've done, I think 108 at this point, um, the majority of them want to be in Game Pass. Yeah. And that is is equally interesting. The, the guaranteed monies you get, I think, are really helpful if you're a small game developer or small game publisher. Because if your game costs what 25000 to make or whatever and you're getting 100 to go in, there you go. You're good. Yeah, and you're covered. Some, yeah. yeah, you can make the next game. Right. Exactly. Um so, you know, who knows what what the future holds there. But uh, I think that was kind of it. We we knew that Sony had been paying for certain timed exclusivities like, you know, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, which I maintain Ghostwire is a great game. I really like that one. Um, I think we talked in last week's episode about some of the things Microsoft was doing to combat that. Microsoft investigated the idea of purchasing uh, Sega Sammy, Square Enix, Niantic, uh, Zynga, I feel like that's that's from last week, but still interesting. The big thing is that Microsoft wants to be in that mobile space. So Activision Blizzard, King, you know, Farm, Zynga, Gigantic, yeah. who makes Pokemon Go, Square Enix, who has a number of uh, mobile games out there. Sega Sammy, same thing. Even though I, I don't care about the mobile, I want Sega. I wish it was Sega because I want to see what right? would happen with, with Atlas or Sonic or some of the other stuff. So I've, I've seen like some, uh, in, in, and I've seen a couple people talk about like, you know, why, why, sh- why they should go for that and stuff. And I, and I, I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of with them. Like as much as I appreciate like how much money mobile makes, they make it in kind of a dirty way. And I really wish I, I really wish that wasn't the case. You know, it's like, I really wish that mobile was a space where I felt like, it wasn't just rampant with predatory practices mm-hmm. for monetization. So when I see like Microsoft wanting to get into that, I'm like, okay, I know what the goal is, but I don't agree with why they want to get into it because it is money driven mm-hmm. and they're trying, I like, I get it. They want more people to access to game pass and that's cool. But bro, I think I would rather have like Game Pass on PlayStation and Nintendo Switch before I want to have to deal with the predatory practices that are on mobile. Agree. Agree. As always, I'll tell every consumer, vote with your wallet, uh, speak with your wallet, and and you'll really, you'll, you'll find out what you really care about when you're speaking for monies. Go ahead. 
Do you think Microsoft could spin this around? Like, do you think that they would be able to, like, say we get King, because King is probably one of the biggest publishers on mobile, like next to Fortnite. Mm -hmm. Do you think if they get control of King that they can, like, start to, to, to grab, put a hand on the wheel that is like Apple and start to turn that boat away from, because Apple has been trying to course correct on, on the whole microtransaction thing for years. They've been selling Apple one for their, their arcades so that you don't have to get games that are, are laden with uh, ads that were, you know, the thing that they, they created the monster and then they walled off a garden to get away from the monster and started to sell supplies within that walled garden. Do you think that with King, under Microsoft, do you think Microsoft has the uh, ethics and integrity to be able to try and pull that mobile market away from that type of practice? Or do you think they're just going to go all in with it like Nintendo has with some of their games? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know that if the deal goes through, I don't know that we would see a difference for at least two years because it'll take time to restructure, uh, take time to change leaderships, change business practices. Yeah. Um, I think you there's a potential to see a more ethical approach, but I wouldn't bet my monies like because they're business, <laughs> right? Um, right? And we saw Gears Pop, we saw... What was the other one that they made? It wasn't Titanfall Assault, but Gears Pop was one of the mobile uh, yeah. attempts that they made, and I liked that game. But uh, you know, if you look at Mighty Doom, that one's not overly predatory. That's a fun mobile game, mm -hmm. um, and that's you know that's out of Zenimax and and uh, the Bethesda side of things. But I don't I don't think it's I don't feel confident to say yes, it'll get better, <laughs> but. Of all the available options, that's the best chance for it to get better. Does mm. that make sense? It does. So. Yeah. I Because that was where my mindset was a year ago when we heard the news of like Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. I was like, oh, thankfully, Microsoft is a good company. They'll be able to go and clean house for Blizzard. And I was like, that's what's going to happen. And now I'm like, okay, well, well, mobile's the play here. So are, are they looking to do that with mobile or, mm -hmm. or is that just me, me projecting what I want them to do? I think you're projecting because are they a good company or are they a company that we like <laughs> because we like the IP? And I'm being serious. Like I obviously, <laughs> it's funny. Obviously I love Xbox, right? Like I'm typing on a one, one seven keyboard right now. Um, uh, you need to get more buttons on there then. If you just why? have one, one seven. Ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> You know, like, are they a company that we happen to like or are they a good company? And that's, that's a fair question to anybody. Um, I will say that the behaviors I saw out of Jim Ryan and Sony and Bobby Kotick really showcase that there is a character difference between Satya Nadella, oh, Sarah yeah. Bond and Phil Spencer, who are all also business people. Yeah. But there was a character vibe difference. And maybe that just means they're good business people and good at acting and, and getting your dollar. Maybe that's what it means. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not sitting here evangelizing saying they're, they're great people. All I know is that I felt better hearing things that they were saying than Ryan and Kodak. Um, I think it's easy enough to say like Jim Ryan was hired for his business acumen, not his charisma and, mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe a little vice versa with Phil Spencer. Like the dude is charismatic as hell. He grew up making games and being in the game industry. Was he like the cold uh, hearted, like the, the go for the throat businessman that, that Jim Ryan is? 
I don't know. I, I think the numbers kind of play out. We talked about consoles sold and exclusive issues with Xbox. But uh, but he did say, he did say you know what? You're going to try and take Starfield. Let's just buy him. Just buy him. <laughs> buy him. <laughs> so, oh, I love but that. I do, I do get the feeling that Bobby Kotick and Jeffrey Epstein were friends and that maybe uh, there's a good oh, yeah. chance there's a kid locked in Jim Ryan's basement. I do think that's the case. Um, <laughs> Jim Ryan's basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> Pete Hines is like, I don't like this. I would not like to be part of this. I love the idea that Pete Hines has to say, how come they can be on X or uh, on PlayStation and we can't? Yeah. I love that. That's an internal <laughs> battle that they have to say. I All know. Right. Uh, we had a listener write in. This was a question from Mr. Jason Helms, AKA trickster, a patron. Now he wrote in over on Twitter. Uh, and he said, did you watch the Annapurna showcase? And if y'all did, what was your favorite thing shown? I did not watch the Annapurna showcase. However, I did look over recaps and check out a couple trailers. Um, I was in on bounty star. Anytime there's a mech fighting. I like that idea. Um, I'm also digging that it's coming to game pass. So yay. Uh, cocoon I'm interested in, but I will not play cocoon because it's coming out September 29th. Um, why? (laughs) <laughs> why yeah it's a, I that's say again coming. why <laughs> we don't need to come out in september october no but no. there we go everybody was talking about thirsty suitors uh that is not a luke game Screw no but there. it is gonna be a good game though uh, it is okay is, why it is well it's <laughs> throws me it, all off <laughs> thirsty suitors is it, it's, it is like just it's one of those games that knows exactly what it is and it's going for something that is fresh. So if you liked, um, oh, I'm trying to remember what the name of that game was where I tell boyfriend or the the dad dating sim uh, close. It was the one where you where it was like a, it was a dungeon crawler and you had weapons, but the weapons were all people. And it was the dating sim with the weapons that I can't remember the name of. Yeah, see, already I'm like mugging no. me. Um, (laughs) thirsty suitors is going to be a good game. It is going to be a cooking game, but it's also going to be a dating simulator. Those are just working out right now. And, and if you don't believe me, go watch Ains, uh, play through that Castlevania, uh, uh, dating sim game that he's been uh, like romanceavania or something that he's been streaming lately. Um, have you not seen him do that? Mm -mm. Oh my God. I'll be honest. I work with Ains a lot. I didn't know he streamed. (laughs) Travis, (laughs) Travis got him to start playing this, this dating sim game. And it is hilarious because it is essentially, uh, Castlevania, but as a dating sim. So it still has a lot of the Castlevania elements, but it's all of these overly sexualized like creatures in it. And it's just, it's funny watching Ain like no hair, just all skin, fully like start to get a little red from time to time. But he's usually pretty chill about it. But Thirsty Suitors is going to be a, a great game. And if you guys want representation in games, this one is is coming at you from uh, an Indian culture, which is not really seen a whole lot in in a whole lot of areas and stuff. Like you don't really see this. You said Indian, like I'm from pretty India? sure. Yes. Or did you mean Native American? Okay. No, I have to ask that question because I teach in North Carolina where they still, they, they, <laughs> they unironically, this is not a diss at all. They live, our, our Native American tribes around here, we have an, a ton of Lumbee and whatnot. They all call themselves Indian. So yeah. it's confusing to me in the world global space 
Fair. Uh, so I always have to ask. And so I know that Fair. sounded like I was trying to be goofy. I really no, wasn't. No, 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 no. I, 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 trust me. I, I don't blame anyone for wanting uh, anyone in the North America who grew up in the nineties wanting to clarify because it is, it was definitely a norm to, to like interpret Indian as native American, not as from India. So, yeah. but this is an, an India based game. Uh, a lot of the kind of cultural stuff that comes with like dating and, and like you know matchmaking and stuff like that comes into play with this it looks super cute and and the art style is fantastic i don't know that i'm going to spend a whole lot of time on it but it is definitely one that i i can look at and say like okay well annapurna is supporting this i know it's going to be a good game yeah yeah i i saw a lot of good stuff annapurna makes good games they do like do they make good games and we didn't even talk about the blade runner game which i know oh, blade Runner's God. a big deal to people dude it's so good i love blade runner oh my dad loved it so i didn't when i was oh a kid God. that was the one i was like no um, oh it's fantastic i love blade runner i love blade runner 2049 i know it's an art showpiece i get that but ryan gosling is beautiful um can I point something out to you about yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the trailer? Yeah. So I'm I'm on Annapurna's Annapurna's YouTube page. Uh, Thirsty Suitors, fifty two thousand views on their release date trailer. Stray, forty eight thousand on the Xbox trailer. Bounty Star, the one I'm excited for, forty eight thousand. Mm. Blade Runner, two hundred and fifty seven thousand. Yeah. So you know, several times over, like five times the amount of these other ones. People are excited for Blade Runner. Yeah. We have not had like a good Blade Runner game in a while. This shows a lot of promise. I I, I mean, and, and obviously with the, the game, with the franchises being as old as it is, there's only two installments in it. It's, it is one of the essential cyberpunk games. Uh, also film noir movies that you can ever watch. Um, if you, if you have a love for cyberpunk, Mm-hmm. The essence of what Cyberpunk 2077 is deeply rooted with a lot of the stuff that is in Blade Runner as well. So the Annapurna publishing a, a Blade Runner game, I'm there day one, the way same way I was with Mike Bithel's Tron. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm sold. I don't care what it is. I will buy it and I will play it because I love those worlds and we don't get enough of them, which is maybe a good thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe but I, I'm... I'm excited for people to be excited. That is consistently how I feel when I see stuff like this. Okay, so t- sell me on Bounty Star because I don't know anything about that. Um, I don't know much about it either, except that when I turn on that cool trailer, I'm getting some Titanfall vibes, third p- person. Mm. And what's funny is like you go out there. So it reminds me, the color scheme reminds me of the gunk a little bit oh, mixed nice. with Titanfall. Ooh. Yeah, the, the character design, I can't quite place, but it's giving me like, top tier 360 double a vibes like the okay. game that you would go in and, and pick up from blockbuster but when i watch the combat you've got mechs shooting and hitting one another which is really really cool that's what i'm in is for the mech combat i love mech combat i think it's really fun uh like some of these mechs are customized to have chainsaws you can build and design them different types of guns and swords uh but then partway through the trailer you're in the the building and creation and customizing of these mechs you know, like you can color scheme stuff, des- decide what kind of sword you want on there. At least that's the vibe that I'm getting. Um, and Ben Ruiz is the creator and director for it. I, I think I'm going to reach out and try and chat with him uh, yeah. because this game is beautiful. There's even some nighttime sequences where like you could see the shooting and 
you know I love glowy stuff. Like in Sea of Thieves, <laughs> I want it to glow. Diablo, I want it to glow. Uh, it, I, I dig it. So currently, I'm excited for Bounty Star. That's cool. You know a game I really loved on the original Xbox? What's that? Mech Assault. I hear so much about that. Oh, Everybody talks about Mech Assault. Oh, God. Mech Assault was amazing. I loved Mech Assault. I, dude, I played so much. I played so much Mech Assault on the demo unit that we had at the GameStop that I worked at in Arizona mm-hmm. that I, I, I wanted that disc. And I remember buying Mech Assault and playing a ton of it and stuff. That and like Dead or Alive, Beach Ball, Volleyball, and like Crazy Taxi. Those were like the three that I just absolutely dove into when I wasn't playing Halo. And dude, like I, I'm looking at the trailer right now. This feels like a, a like a good homage to Mech Assault with like some mm-hmm. added stuff to it. And yeah, mm, yeah. I'm so there Mech- for that if that looks if that's what that is because I love that game. Yeah, um, I I am in on Cocoon. I just won't play it when it comes out because <laughs> September 29th. I just can't. I mean, there's no, when dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not it's putting gonna down be Cyberpunk. Scary. It's gonna I'm not be so down scary. Yeah. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you were to take like two of these and stick them in like a November and in, in in December? Just how good of a of a like a, a winter this would be? Yeah, and they make so much money. Yeah, yeah. If you took if you took Assassin's Creed Mirage and you bumped that to uh, November, the way they let. Uh, or no, oh, that's right. They were going to let Skull and Bones die when Starfield came out and they pushed it out and then they pushed it out again. But I remember that they were going to let that game die on the vine. <laughs> Skull and Bones so not dead that uh, Ubisoft Singapore is now making Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag remake. <laughs> like, come on. You remember come on. You remember when they're like, hey, you need you have a homework assignment. You got to make a pirate game. Um, these are the reference books that you'll want to use to be able to write your report. And they're mm-hmm. like, OK, cool, cool, cool. And then you just didn't do any research. And then you started to write your your essay and you you handed in the first draft in the in the English teachers like. This is terrible. Did you actually read the reference stuff? And they're like, uh, y- yes. OK. And then you go back and you look at the reference material and th- the report that you were trying to make skull and bones, the reference material was Assassin's Creed black flag. And you mm-hmm. just take that and you start to like tear pages out and mm-hmm. paste them badly onto your report because you don't know what to do with that game. Please, for the love of God, just make your own version of sea of thieves and call it good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Skull and bones needs to go. I interviewed that creative director for season gaming a while back yeah a long time ago all they have to do i, I swear to god ubisoft make sea of thieves realistic have power scaling have pve pvp in the game with a campaign those four things right there that'll be enough to sell the game i guarantee you that's all you have to do that's it's all easy. i got that's all there i got go. easy <laughs> easy <laughs> you remember that promise you made back in 2018 just you know, just, just deliver on it. Just deliver on it. All right. All right. Let's see here. Um, Diablo four got its update. I really like the new XP changes for end game. Mm. That really helps leveling uh, a lot more. I really like Diablo four. I never was a Diablo guy, but I'm really liking this one. Uh, I think it's interesting to be in conversations with Kevin and you and Joe 
and all four of us play differently. Like I'm like, Oh, is the gear better? Is the number higher? Let's go. And Kev is sitting there. I swear Kev has a notebook next to him and he's doing mathematical equations. Uh, you're, you're sitting there referencing other stuff. Joe is Joe could care less about anything happening. He just wants to get to a hundred. So he gets a trophy. Um, and I just want my character to look cool. I'm a sorcerer. So he looks so lame and all the cool cosmetics are for the other characters. Um, it's just funny to hear all four of us, but we're all four loving the playing the video game, oh my God. which is the best. It's so funny, dude. I, I'm glad they, they put in a really big patch. They allowed you to teleport to your, your uh, nightmare dungeons. Now it's fantastic. The mount still needs a ton of work, but this game is so much fun, dude. I, I'm having a hard time wanting to go back to Jedi uh, because every time I sit down, I'm like, I could probably knock out like another quarter of a level in an yeah. hour. I could just do a few nightmares, yeah. jump into a Legion event, wait for the world boss. Like, mm-hmm. I think we missed a world boss while we were while we we're recording. We did. <laughs> it's like, damn it. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, doing gangbusters and i can't wait to find out when we get the first season because i I have a feeling i'll be back by the time it comes out Mm -hmm. i have like i'm feeling like mid-july which would kind of make sense but Mm -hmm. i don't don't know that's just kind of like exoprimal territory is what that is i'm gonna have fun with exoprimal say that right now are you gonna are you gonna get the the guile uh mech suit when that comes out I don't know. I don't know about that, um, <laughs> but that's Exo Primal is going to be a fun game for a couple of weeks for me. Two be, be shooting yeah. dinosaurs. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. We had uh, a listener question I want to get to real quick before we depart. Mm. Uh, this one's from Edward Varnell. What's up, mm. Edward? Uh, it says, how and why did Nintendo get dragged in the M- in the Microsoft <laughs> FTC case? Man, I don't get it, Edward. <laughs> you and Nintendo, brother. Uh, he said, were the reveals of a lot of stuff E3 level or were you all prepared for some things to come out? I don't understand that question, but like the idea it, of go ahead. like some of the news that we got, like, was it on the same level as like E3 hype? No, wait, wait does he mean the summer news? Do you mean like summer news? No, like summer the, news. The, the revelations that we've gotten from the case. Oh, do you, gotcha. do you think those are like on the same level as like E3 news kind of gotcha. Um, I would not say I would not say so. No, none of that was E3 level for me. It was interesting to see that like uh, Call of Duty demanded a better revenue split for being on Xbox. I know uh, that was kind of like dirty, dirty, but also business. Yeah. Um, PS5 holding back or Sony holding back PS5 dev kits really like ooh juicy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Xbox is offering parity. You're not taking it. Um the judge kind of snapping at the FTC a couple of times for representing Sony, not the consumer was interesting. The idea of uh, Indiana Jones being exclusive, interesting, but not surprising. Although they did renegotiate a deal with Disney for that. Um, I'm curious about a, a bunch of the stuff, but none of it was, was I say what I say would be so big that it was on E3 level, because to me, what's exciting about E3 level is the games and getting to play games. And without any of this, I still got a lot of that. Um, so, so I, to that sense of the question, I don't think so. And as far as Nintendo getting dragged, I mean, it makes perfect sense that they would be referenced during a trial between two of the three big console makers. 
Um, I didn't feel like Nintendo got beat up during this process. The judge was pretty high on the switch. Um, they didn't seem to me like Nintendo was getting dragged. Nintendo is always going to be the outlier in their business practices and style. And it's not going to matter. I mean, I don't think they're very consumer friendly, uh, but also, no. <laughs> but like, <laughs> they don't need to be. Business they, has they to do whatever they want. It's a Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did see that Nintendo is doing legacy accounts now. So it'll be similar to PlayStation and Xbox. Good. Because if, if that means I can buy something and it stay with me, maybe I will turn on my Switch and play Metroid because I love me some Metroid. <laughs> yeah. I I was very uh, I was very happy that Nintendo was brought to the conversation because any any news that can come out that can bring Nintendo into the conversation to kind of like limelight or you know push push Nintendo into the spotlight and be like, hey, these guys are getting away with this. Mm-hmm. Are y'all still okay with this? Because mm-hmm. we're sitting here talking about Sony as if they're the only ones doing it. Nintendo's still doing it too. Like, what's going on with that? But Nintendo business side, like, I'm I'm never gonna say anything bad about business Nintendo because I I know they they know where I live. So I'm glad that they were brought into the conversation. I thought it was interesting, and I did hear some uh, comments about how it really has not been that long since a Call of Duty has been on a Nintendo console. So it is very mm-hmm. feasible, especially with cloud streaming, that we could be getting Call of Duty at a high fidelity. You know, it's kind of what Xbox wanted to do with cloud Xbox or X Cloud. Um, that Nintendo could very easily, you know, benefit from this deal as well too, if Microsoft decides to start pushing, putting the you know, 10-year contract with Nintendo to get caught on there. I think it'd be really good for consumers, especially mm-hmm. Nintendo fans. They don't have any shooters to really live off of. Um, but as far as like E3 level of, of reveals, no, I've never trusted Jim Ryan. I thought this dude's always been lying to me. He started lying like way back in the PS4 era where he was talking about like, you know, next gen games are going to be uh, coming like for PlayStation five. And then they backtracked on all of that. And then they said, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that all the, the upcoming launch titles are going to have uh, free upgrades to the PS five. And then they backtracked on that. And I'm used to it with Jim Ryan. I'm not too surprised about anything. He says not being a hundred percent true. Uh, I'm, glad that we finally got some cold hard truths out of him as a result mm-hmm. of this but uh no nah, i think this is all just kind of par for the course for me um sorry that's not as as uh as, you know exciting of an answer but yeah uh, i don't know yeah um okay so i think that's gonna be kind of a good spot to wrap for this week i'm glad we're taking a breath because we've had a flurry of news uh we'll f- likely find out about the uh, FTC trial decision to the course of next week. I mean, maybe we'll do it. Actually, we won't be able to do an early episode with you because you'll be on out of town. Yeah, um, I'm leaving early. The, yeah, at the moment, I don't have a an interview scheduled for this week, so I could I could uh, do a special episode about that one. We'll see. We'll yeah. see, guys. It really just depends. Um, but I do want to push people to check out the last two interviews. Planet of Lana caught fire a little bit. Uh, people checking out that interview, which was interesting. Uh, and then uh, I really hope Graham Reed's interview about and discussion of representation and his work on Super Space Club. I'm worried that's going to get drowned out by the FTC news. So, guys, if you're listening, go check that one out for me because um, it was a really good conversation. Really good conversation. Uh, June has closed out. So happy finale to Pride Month to anybody and all who celebrate. We love you guys. We love all of you, uh, no matter who you are. 
Uh, and here we are into July, dude. We need to do an Xbox wrap up. We need to record that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what we'll do. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I've been put, I put up some of the older Xbox wrap ups up on the YouTube side of things, guys. So if you want to see that one and you're not a tier three patron, uh, feel free to go check that one out. We put up our favorite Star Wars games, public and live. So you guys can see that as well. Uh, it's good times. All right, guys, you can find me over on Twitter, Hive, and Instagram at InsipidGhost. And, of course, support XCP on all your platforms of choice, YouTube, podcast platforms, and Patreon if you are so willing because it would mean the world. Uh, we are one patron from 30. How cool is that? And one one tier three patron from a double down, which is also sad. Um, so that's kind of cool, Logan. Where, where can people find you, good sir? Uh, I am still going to be over on Twitter until um, I just can't read Twitter anymore. So at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Otherwise, you can find me on the Keelhauled podcast. Uh, I'm going to be traveling for the next week, so I probably won't be back until after the 12th. Uh, I've got the next two weeks off, so I hope you guys have fun. Do me proud, and otherwise I will see you in the Discord. There we go. All righty, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Thank you.